Portions of this program may be pre recorded. All engines running, commit liftoff. Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And if you are listening to us via podcast because you missed the live broadcast, you can also send your questions to... Uh, Facebook or Twitter, the handle is at SWAT Radio Talk. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. Um, we would love to have you call in today. Uh, this week we've been talking about prayer and a little bit about um, just the, yesterday we had the primary here in Florida, so we talked a little bit about that um, and using your faith, uh, bringing that into politics to make a decision. Uh, so if you would like to talk about that or anything else that's going on uh, in the news or anywhere today uh yeah please call in uh call in excuse me that again that's 1-844-777-7928 uh 1-844-777-SWAT uh doug how's it going today good you know uh our our good friend uh john rutherford who uh shared with us yesterday uh won uh the primary yesterday and he will be um running in november yeah uh against a, a democratic challenger and again if you did not hear yesterday's program if you're just tuning in swat uh radio swat stands for spiritual warriors advancing truth and our whole focus we have five core values and you know uh, because we're on kind of a summer schedule still until we kick back our swat meetings up by the way we kick our swat groups back off uh, september 9th that's a wednesday and uh, we start back. We'll be meeting at uh, Woody's Barbecue out at the beach at 6.30 a.m. And we will be meeting at the Salem Center here where we broadcast at noon from 12 to 1. We will be meeting uh, also online Zooming on Thursday nights from 7 to 8 online. And then we will meet uh, Thursday morning at 6.30 a.m. at Jumpin' Jack's House of Food. And by the way... I just secured, because I have connections with the owner of Jumpin' Jacks, he's on my board. If you listen to SWAT radio and you go to Jumpin' Jacks House of Food and you tell them you heard about Jumpin' Jacks on SWAT radio or you online order, let's say you don't want to go eat there, but you just want to order, and you put in SWAT 15, S-W-A-T 15, or you call them an order and you give them SWAT, tell them you heard about SWAT radio, 15% off your order. Nice. Isn't that nice? Yeah. So from now on, if you listen to SWAT radio and you like the best burgers in town or some of the best grilled chicken in town or whatever, they got great pizza also, mm-hmm. tell them you heard about it on SWAT radio and they'll give you 15% off. Hey, saves money, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In these times, we right. need to be saving yeah. So, uh, but we meet there on Thursday, and then Friday we meet at the Village Inn at 9 a.m. Uh, down in St. Augustine. And so, actually, yeah, 9 o'clock. And so we will uh, start that up uh, st- starting in uh, September, on September 9th. 
Until then, we've been kind of running a summer schedule. Uh, we've done some replays of some best uh, broadcasts, favorite broadcasts, and we've been covering Francis Chan's book, Letters to the Church. This week, we've been talking about prayer, and H.B. Uh, Charles, uh, who came and spoke at our retreat, Pastor Dr. H.B. Charles from Shallow Metropolitan Baptist Church downtown, spoke about prayer, and we're going to get into that in the third, uh, you know, second and third segments today. Um, but yesterday we talked about praying for our elected leaders, praying for our government, and we talked about the responsibilities we have as believers and who we support exercising our rights to vote, the responsibility and privilege we have to vote. And we, we talked about the difference between the candidates and the party system itself, the whole package kind of a thing. So if you didn't hear that, I really encourage you to go back, go to SWATradio.com or go to our app, get the app from the App Store, listen to yesterday's broadcast because we went through and covered some uh, really salient points, I think, made by uh, Wayne Grudem, mm-hmm. who is uh, really, really smart and a great theologian who uh, has done a great job of articulating the importance of the Bible and our roles as believers in influencing the culture around us in politics. A lot of people just want to dismiss politics, but I thought uh, he did a really good job. So, uh, But we're going to jump back in today looking at the Holy Show Prayer. But before we do, there are a couple of things that really uh, – popped on uh, the radar you know we we like to read a couple of different things and i don't know if you saw this but there's uh this thing called poly parent households have you heard of that mm-hmm. poly means many right yeah or try parenting um and if you think about that where we are as a culture um it's called the poly the new york times basically uh, had an article that says the poly parent households are coming Mm. the author basically talked about technological revolution in baby making and it's called in vitro game to genesis what is that all right so basically what that means is it allows anybody to manufacture an egg or a sperm cell from a sliver of their own skin and that of others really in other words Children would be created with genetic material from anyone and any number of people, whatever their gender or relational status. So there's no marital status required. Not, I mean, nothing like that. I mean, we already do. I mean, you know, in vitro fertilization, you've seen some of those things. But now IVG is what it's called, is already in the laboratory experimentation phase. Wow. So it's if successful for humans, the writer of that article said it would dismantle the reproductive structure of heterosexuality through technology, and it would change everything we've ever known about sex, babies, and marriage. Mm. That's what they said in the article. Uh, poly parents will be in the future. Um, so anyway. Have they done this su- successfully yet? Uh, no, but they're working on it. The problem is they're working on it. And listen, here's what's even more troubling. Right now in 12 states, they have declared that children can have more than two parents. Yeah. One in example 
involves a three-part intimate relationship between a husband, his wife, and a female neighbor. The husband and wife later divorced after the women split off from the husband as a couple. (laughs) But all three share custody of the child. Now, this is bizarro world that we're living in. And people go, well, why doesn't God just do anything? Why doesn't he strike them? You know, why doesn't he come and do something about all this mess we see, whether it's the beatings in Portland or all this? Because if God executed judgment against everyone that disobeyed him, we'd all be wiped out tomorrow. Yeah. And and so we need to come back to what the Bible says about, you know, parenting, family. He says, a man will leave his father and mother, hold fast to his wife. The two shall become one flesh. As a result, we are to run from sexual immorality, he says. And so when you think about what God's word says, Taylor, I think we're we're seeing with this IVG thing they're going. Technology gives you the ability to defend to defy God's word. We think, I mean, and technology comes from who? I mean, ultimately it's from God. He allows it. But what I'm saying is it's man's attempt Mm. to go in and create things. Cause think about, let's go to the natives in Africa and villages that have no technological advances. What happens if the whole village turns homosexual? That it dies. The village dies off. It dies off because there's no reproduction, Mm -hmm. but because of, in vitro fertilization, which I think there's some good benefits for people too, but but it's also misused. So technology gives us an ability, we think, to defy God's order and go against him. And so this is different than just in vitro though, right? This is they can take just any sort of skin A cell. Sliver of skin. Now so the GNA and inject it into an egg. Oh okay. You can't, they can't create an egg, yeah. but what they do is they're, they're doing things where they, they're altering the eggs mm-hmm. or the sperm. So are they trying to take like uh, two sets of male DNA and make one into like a egg and then the other one into a sperm? So that- I, don't, I don't think they can do that yet, mm-hmm. but I think they have to have an egg mm-hmm. and they have to have sperm. But what they're saying is they can take slivers of skin and get the genetic material off of it and alter the child also can have dna from like three or four sets of yeah parent okay so it's kind of bizarre that they're it's called polyparenting this article was in the new york times so anyway it's just another example to me of when you allow people to do what's right in their own eyes Mm -hmm. again yesterday we talked about two platforms in our political system that we're moving forward in November. And you're going to hear us talk a little bit more about this. Listen, we're not trying to be political. We're talking about a biblical worldview mm-hmm. of where our country is headed and what we're doing. And as believers, we want to be a light. Matthew 5 says, you are the light of the world. So God calls us to be a light. I don't see anything enlightening about abortion. I don't see anything enlightening about uh, a lot of the anarchy that is taking place that is supported by mm-hmm. the, the B party is what we called it yesterday. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to come back and we're going to get into prayer. We definitely need to be praying. So, And we will be back with more after the break. Uh, stay tuned. You're listening to SWAT Radio. We'll be right back. 
If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And with that in mind, we're going to be talking about prayer. And I just wanted to share with you guys something I read in a book called Men on Fire by a guy named uh, Stephen Mansfield. And it's the seven prayers of a warrior. And since this is Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth, I thought you guys might like to hear it. Number one, these are all from uh, the Bible. Uh, Lord, give me, uh, open my eyes to the true spiritual battles in my life. Show me the battle so I can step into the fray. Number two, train me and give me skills for the battles in my life. Uh, three, give me focus and singleness of heart that cuts the trivial from my life. Uh, make my make me focused and single of heart about your purpose, Lord, in every battle that is mine to fight. Four, give me a willing spirit so I can battle as I should. Five, grant me valiant men, not vigilant, valiant men whose hearts you have touched to battle at my side. Six, Lord, give me divine energy so I may do your will and fight your fight. And seven, make my words weapons of godly warfare, O Lord. 
and free me from what is impure and spiritually damaging. I just want to share that with you as we're going to be talking about prayer, uh, because when I read it, I thought it was pretty cool and found it pretty impactful, and I hope that it does for you too. Well, he, I love Mansfield. He wrote another book about manliness, yeah. you know, and uh, he, uh, it's good. So anyway, um, I thought um, that that in the book that you just read that from is what's it called again? Uh, Men on Fire. It's his newest one that came out this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He he's a pretty good writer. I like the way yeah. he writes. Pretty practical, you mm-hmm. know, and, yeah. and the way he does it. Well, you know, this week, we're, we, you know, because H, Dr. H.B. Charles came and spoke on prayer, we were kind of looking at what he shared um, at the retreat when he shared about uh, this guy named Agur, which most of us never have heard of because he's only mentioned once in Proverbs 30. But, you know, I just want you to stop and think for a minute in your own life about prayer, what that means to you. What does it mean biblically to pray? You see people who pray throughout the Bible. Uh, when I think of prayer, I think of just communicating with God, mm-hmm. communing with him, whether in praise, whether in uh, request, whether in confession. You know, a lot of people like the acronym ACTS, A-C-T-S, uh, Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication, which means to make requests. But, you know, when we think about power and I mean, and the power of prayer, uh, it's through prayer that we actually invite the king of the universe, the most powerful being in the universe, mm-hmm. to come into any situation that we're involved with. And as we do that, we're inviting him in to lead us, to show us, to provide for us. and uh, And we think a lot of times that, well, it doesn't work because we don't see immediate results, yeah. like a genie in a bottle kind mm-hmm. of a thing. And, I mean, the disciples had been taught to pray since they were little kids. They were Jewish. They grew up in Jewish homes. And yet when Jesus was on the scene, and even with John the Baptist, they said, teach us to pray like John or teach us to pray mm-hmm. because they saw something different in him. And I, one of the things I want to say is, a lot of times as Christians, we look at other people and go, wow, I can't pray like so-and-so, or mm-hmm. I wish I prayed like them. God wants you to be you. Yeah. He doesn't want you to talk to him the way somebody else does in the sense that that's their personality from their experiences, their own study of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Like I found in my own life, Taylor, that when I – um when I'm reading the Bible and I'm reading about Abraham or I'm reading about Jacob or I'm reading about David or even Nehemiah or Ezra and I'm reading these men's prayers, Hezekiah, I'm inclined to take from things that I read in their prayers and apply it to my own prayers. Mm-hmm. I mean, not verbatim, yeah. but, but principally, mm-hmm. I see men who humble themselves Men who got down on their knees. Daniel got down on his knees. He faced the east. You know, when I do this at SWAT, one of the things that you, you notice uh, if you've been to a SWAT meeting is that we get down on our knees and we pray. Mm-hmm. Because many years ago, a man taught me, he said, you know, Doug, most men never get on their knees to pray. They never take a, pos- a posture of humility 
they just pray. Yeah. And so I resolved that I was going to do that and lead men to do that. And it was so impactful to me that I do it not to make a show, but just to take a position of humility mm-hmm. and, and to do it. And I think, you know, just learning from guys in the Bible, that's a great place to go and learn how people prayed. What did they pray? How did they commune with God? How did they talk to him? Uh, David gives us lots of prayers in the Psalms. But I think far too often we we look more to the people around us and instead of the people in the Bible. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like, do you agree with that? I mean, you think that too? Yeah, I think especially when, like, when I was younger, um, I'd feel like I had to pray like these big flowery, you know, <laughs> prayers that are, uh, you know, sound real good. Uh, but as I grew, it became more of a heart thing and just uh, speaking to God, whereas before it kind of felt like a performance, uh, you know, just for me personally. So uh, to you know, cut out the performance and get to the conversation uh, or, or, you know, to the, the, the communing with God more directly rather than for other people was beneficial to me. But, and I don't think that's what everyone, you know, why everyone prays the way they do, but that's just how it felt for me. Well, here's the thing. I think that for far too many of us, the starting point of our prayer life is us. Mm-hmm. That's why I like the acts model. Adoration starts with him. Mm-hmm. Right. And, Jesus Jesus teaches us through the Lord's Prayer or the model prayer, actually, is to start with God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed Mm -hmm. be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. That is the starting point of prayer. So you're taking this this position of submission, and when we can see the reality from God's point of view versus our point of view, then it changes kind of the perspective of our prayer life. Yeah. And I think that there there begins to be a, a peace and, and a joy as we pray and work through our prayers when we focus on him. You know, what? let me ask you this. What do you think is the most important prayer anybody ever prays? Um, for Jesus to be the Savior of their life? Yes. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's right. Yeah. Good answer. Way to go. <laughs> you know, you yeah, um, and so that is the most important prayer you have a pray, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're you're basically saying, "I want to receive God. I know I need you." This is why personally I struggle with telling people what to say. Mm, yeah, and I'll tell you why. Okay, let's say a guy you know commits adultery on his wife Mm. and he comes to you he has offended her so bad and hurt her so bad and he comes to you and says taylor man i don't know how to make this right and you tell him well the way you make it right is you go to your wife you acknowledge what you've done wrong and then you take ownership that man that you were wrong in that you want her mercy and you 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 want to do whatever's necessary to make things right you're willing to let her help you in any way to help make that thing right right so you say all that and he goes i can't do that alone will you come support me hmm. so you go with your friend and 
your friend goes, okay, so listen, I don't know how to do this, so you're going to help me, right? And you go, okay, and you're feeling weird about it, but you're going to do it. So he knocks on the door because she's told him not to come back. And she answers, and he looks at you and says, what do I say? And you go, tell her you love her. And he looks at her and goes, I love you. And then he looks at you and goes, I, okay, tell her you're sorry. I'm sorry. And basically, you feed him every line he has to say to his wife. Like, well, uh, Cyrano de Bergerac, right? Like the, so what do you think that wife thinks? I was like, oh, real heartfelt. You you, know, do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So this is the problem with what I struggle with when we put words in people's mouth to trust Christ and to receive Christ. If you just pray this prayer with me, then you're in the kingdom. You're in the family. We make it about a destination instead of a right relationship. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, when I was a kid, I, you know, I, I became a Christian at like five or something like that. But um I prayed like a few, like uh, there was this Jesus movie that we would watch as a family and they would have a prayer at the end. And so I started praying that one, even though I'd already prayed, my dad was like, what are you doing? And like, looking back, I kind of probably had an idea. Oh, I might've forgot to say this part in the prayer. And so maybe that doesn't, you know, there's a formula, right? Yeah. Do you know what the thief on the cross said? Remember me? Yeah. When you enter your kingdom. Have you ever seen that in any track? Have you, any booklet you've ever read with the gospel, have you ever seen, if you want to be in the family, just say, remember me? Hmm. Yeah, no. No, why? But it, but that's what that guy said, and yeah. he said, today you're going to be with me. Yeah. So when we come back, I want to get a little bit more into the authenticity God desires as we talk to him and interact with him. Yeah. Uh, stick with us. Uh, we will be right back after the news. Hey, we'd like to give a special uh, thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking and Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. We'd like to give a shout out to our listeners listening in Virginia today at the Lighthouse, as well as our listeners in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, as well as all of you locally listening on 91.7, 91.9, and 91.3. We'll be right back. Right. And David brought a rock to a sword fight. You 
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That is Casting Crowns with Nobody. If you are just joining us, so happy that you are listening. Uh, We have been talking about prayer. And right before the break, Doug was talking about um, how when leading someone to Christ or helping someone pray their first prayer, it's better to have them pray in their, you know, from the bottom of their heart rather than from, okay, now you say this and then you say this and then you say this. And I was thinking when you were talking about that, how if you give them a script to say, you know, uh, to to pray that first prayer of uh, deliverance, um, what you're doing is in a way you're setting up that person throughout their spiritual journey to have a little bit of a of a uh, of a thought about prayer that, oh, it has to be this certain way. It has to be like this rather than, hey, prayer is you opening up your heart to God. Well, prayer is just a conversation with God, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, it's just a, it's, um, and let's face it, it does, it, 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 it's fluid in that it's in the same way a baby grows Mm -hmm. up and learns words and then how to interact. Uh, it, it changes over time, but the truth is it's just a conversation with God, the father and you know, people, I've heard people ask me, um, should you pray to Jesus? Um, and I'm like, well, I do. Um, well, I, I mean, I thought we just pray to God the Father. Mm. Well, Jesus is God. Yeah. I mean, I, I can talk to Jesus, too. Uh, he's he, he is God. Yeah, right. Uh, and the Holy Spirit, too. Mm-hmm. And I talk to the Holy Spirit, I talk to Jesus, I talk to God the Father. Um, three in one, but I, I there's times that I say, Jesus, I really need you to help me on this. I need your mercy. Thank you for what you did on the cross. Uh, Holy Spirit, I need your strength right now. Please strengthen me. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this idea of prayer is we think about, listen, by the way, I, I meant to bring this out in the uh, second segment. 2020 with everything going on whether it's covid whether it's the riots all this there's average of over 30,000 searches a day on the internet 30,000 a day about prayer mm. people um there that's more than in the previous 5 years that they've they've been searching wow. people are more open right now to doing it so again uh one of the ways that my wife and I have prayed in the past, and Lori actually brought me, and I can't remember where she learned it, was just praying the Scripture. Mm-hmm. Like reading a passage of Scripture and then taking that, for instance, uh, let's just take one that's uh, a fairly simple. Uh, uh, we'll take what be preached on uh, the second session, seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6.33. 
So you read that, seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added unto you. In other words, all these needs that you have. So, Lord, I just pray that today you would help me seek you above all things. And that, Lord, when my heart begins to worry or I get nervous about food or I get nervous about money or bills or my family, that you would calm me and remind me you're in charge and you would help me be at peace at knowing that you care for me. Just that, that's a simple prayer where you take Scripture and then you basically make a prayer out of it, Mm -hmm. you know, related to your life as a response to that. And I think, you know, you talked, I think it was Monday about breathing and reading the Bible, breathing in was praying and then breathing out is reading or flip vice versa. I think that's a good way to do it. You read the scripture and let God use that Mm -hmm. to move you to prayer and interacting with him. And as you do that, what I found in my life is that there's an amazing peace that takes place as I'm conversing with God. And I find the more time I spend in prayer and his word, the more at peace I am about what's going on around me. Remember the thermostat thermometer mm-hmm. he talked about in the in his, his book, uh, It Happens After Prayer? As believers, we're supposed to be thermostats. We, we bring stability to our environment. Yeah. We don't just react to our environment. So with that being said, I know we're in the third segment. I want to read... The passage in uh, Proverbs 30 about Agur, and uh, Dr. Charles referred to this as the wise prayer of a weak man. And so I want you to read it, and I just want to look at it for a second and talk about a couple of the points he makes, the observations. And if you're listening, we're in Proverbs 30. The guy's name is Agur. Some people think it was a pseudonym for Solomon, but regardless, the points are still the same. So Proverbs 30, I'm going to have Taylor read, uh, probably, let's read verses 1 down through um, 9. You want to start at 1, not at 7? Yes. Okay. Uh, Okay. Proverbs 30. The words of Agur, son of Jekai. How do you say that? Jekai? I'd say uh, either Yake or Jekai. I'd say Yake. Okay. Uh, The oracle. The man declares, I am weary, O God. I am weary, O God, and worn out. Surely I am stupid to be a man. I have not the understanding of a man. I have not learned wisdom, nor have I knowledge of the Holy One. Okay, stop for a second, just with what he said in verses 1 through 3. What kind of position do you think Agur's taking of himself? He's taking a humble humble position. He's saying, I'm a weak man. I'm a weak and flawed man. I'm too stupid, he says. I'm too stupid to be a man. <laughs> he's saying he's less than a man. Yeah. And he's saying, I've not learned wisdom, nor have I knowledge of who you are. Do you know how many people that I've talked to, Taylor, go, well, I've read the Bible. Yeah, I know God. Mm. You can read the Bible your entire life every day, and I don't think you'll ever know all there is to know. You can't because yeah. he's unknowable in that way. Um, and so I just want to point out his attitude is one of humility. So that's one thing that's really important, having an attitude of humility when we pray. Go ahead. Verse four. Uh, who has ascended to heaven and come down? Who has gathered the wind in his fist? Who has wrapped up the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? Surely, you know. 
Okay, so now he's talked about God. So he says, I'm too stupid to be a man. I don't know anything. And God's done everything. Yeah. So two very important points. The humility that we have about ourselves and the supremacy of God to everything else. And if when you realize that God's supremacy, that should produce in you a condition a humility. of humility. Absolutely. Yeah. Verse eight or first verse five, sorry. Every word of God proves proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. So now he's talking about his word. So humility of the man, supremacy of God, the supremacy of his word. Mm-hmm. All right, now verse 7. Two things I ask of you. Deny them not to me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me, lest I be full and deny you and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God. So basically, here's the way uh, Dr. Charles summarized this text. God, take away the things from me that are going to pull me away from you. And don't give me anything that's going to draw me away from you. Yeah. He's saying that's the prayer of Agur. He's saying I'm a weak man and I don't. If there's anything in my life, and he mentioned specifically falsehood and lying, and Dr. Charles said these are two different things. He said falsehood is you can know the truth and even promote the truth, but you're not living the truth. Lying is just flat out telling somebody an untruth. And so he's saying that if don't give me these things, I don't want to be this way. These things lead me away from you. And then he says, he says, remove them far from me, not just get them away, take them way away where I'm not even tempted by them anymore. I don't know what it is that tempts you to go away from God. It could be a lot of things. Maybe it's a person that you're not supposed to be around that you Mm -hmm. want to be around. Uh, Maybe it's a person that you're supposed to be around that you don't want to be around. Um, maybe it's a plan that you have and you're angry at God because your plans aren't working out and it's pulled you away from him because of your anger and bitterness. Maybe it's a possession you have and the possession has become so dear to you, whether it's a child or relationship or whatever, but you've held on to that so hard. You've held on to that so hard that it's drawn you away from your loyalty to God. And that has become an idol for you. And he says, no, anything that's drawn me away from you, God, take away from me. And then he says, don't give me anything that's going to pull me away. That's a wise prayer. And it's a prayer that we all should pray because the most important thing about us is our view of God and our relationship with God. Yeah. And so as we think about that, when we come back, we're going to kind of finish up today and people can you feel free to call in if you want we're going to finish up with first things first from matthew 633 yeah if you would like to call in please call us at 1-844-777-7928 that's 1-844-777-SWAT or you can email us at ask at swatradio.com that's ask at swatradio.com stay tuned This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. 
If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Uh, I push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself. Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help. But I know I never win this war. I can never be, never be free without That is Austin French with Freedom Hymn. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you would like to join the discussion, we've been talking about prayer. So if you've been listening and you would like to join or you have questions, call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask at SWATradio.com. And just before the break, we were talking about the prayer of Agar found in Proverbs 30 and uh, verses 1 through 9 is what we read through. Um, and I, what I found interesting uh, when H, Dr. Uh, Charles uh, shared at the SWAT retreat was the second uh, request that uh, Agar had, um, which to me seemed the more profound of the two because it was the less uh, obvious one. Uh, the first one, and take away these, these bad things from me, but... The second one, don't give me um, things that I will not be able to handle that will keep me away from you. He specifically talks about money and uh, just giving me just enough. Don't make me too poor. Don't make me too rich. Give me just enough. And to me, that is, I think, in in a lot of people's minds would be a radical prayer. Mm. Um, But for me, that's one that that really spoke to me. That's like, yeah, I want to pray that way, that I'm so zealous, so sold out for um, being close to God that I'm like, hey, don't give me these good things even if it's going to keep me away from you. Yeah, and, you know, one of the questions that comes up is because I know in uh, some denominations they have like a book of common prayer and they have written out prayers. And I've enjoyed a book called The Valley of Vision, a collection of prayer and prayers. You can still get that. 
it's written in like old English kind of. Mm-hmm. But I love the Puritan prayers going in and reading them and even praying them. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It's it, again, it's not. I'm not saying that you want to make it a habit of just praying those prayers. Mm-hmm. But what I found helpful for me is they had such deep relationships with God. A lot of these Puritans that when they they would spend hours in prayer, they would write down some of these things. And I just want to give you an example. Um, this is from uh, the book Valley of Vision, and it's about enjoying God. And and I'm going to change the, the old English. I, mm-hmm. I won't say it that way, but it says, Known but beyond knowledge, revealed but unrevealed. My wants and welfare draw me to you. For you have never said, Seek me in vain. To you I come in my difficulties and in my necessities and even in my distresses. Possess me with yourself, with a spirit of grace and request, and with a prayerful attitude of mind, with access and a warmth of fellowship, so that in the ordinary concerns of life that my thoughts and my desires would rise to you, and in a habitual devotion I may find a resource that will soothe my sorrow, sanctify my successes, and qualify me in all my ways for dealings with those around me. Now, that's just one prayer, one part of a prayer from there. And I've actually found that helpful for me reading through thinking, okay, that's that's just talking to God, acknowledging mm-hmm. his greatness, acknowledging his his ability to help me interact with people around me. I don't have a problem with that. Again, it's our hearts more than anything. And and so as I read some of those prayers, I make them my own. I don't just yeah. read them verbatim, but I kind of say, Lord, like when I hit a part and say, I, I may find a resource that will soothe my sorrows, I may stop and say, Lord, you know what? I look around at the things going on in my life right now, and I'm really upset about some things. Some of them I shouldn't let bother me at all. They're just selfish on my part. Mm-hmm. And and so you start having this conversation that's spawned by that in the yeah. same way with Scripture. So Ager did that. He just basically said, Lord, I, I'm weak and I need help. But in my cry for help, don't give me anything that's going to take me away from you. In fact, there's things in me that need to be taken away. Please Take those far from me. And that's what Pastor Charles focused on. And then the second session, he focused on Matthew 6.33. And in Matthew 6.33, it starts off at the beginning, I think, verse 18, where Jesus says, listen, don't worry about things. Look at the birds. Look at the flowers in the field. They don't have to worry about eating or the way they look. And in the same way, I care more for you And then he finishes up chapter 6 by saying, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. And what he's saying there is, make first things first. Make God first. When you think about things, God, do you want me to have this job? God, do you want me to have this car? God, do you want me to have this person in my life as my spouse if you're not married? Uh, yet and you're trying to make a decision about that god 
do you want me to do this ministry? Whatever it is, go to God and ask him what he wants. I think we should start every day when we get out of our bed. Father, this is your day. Help me know how to serve you today. You're in charge and I'm not. Just a simple prayer like that. Yeah. You know, you're yielding to him. I think he uh, he's up there and he goes, okay, I like that. Yeah. Because this is my child asking me for direction, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I think I, we shared on here and I, I you know, our da- my dad was on here uh, a while ago and he sent something to the family specifically about prayer and also prayer in these uh, troubled times. Um, and one of the things that he uh, mentioned that he was doing was praying at specific hours of the day, kind of in the, the praying tradition. And so I've started to adopt that into my daily, daily life. And what I found is, you know, it's not legalistic about it, but what I found is when I do have in my mind, I'm going to pray at these times, I find myself praying more throughout the day. Um, and, and it was, it's a good reminder for me to be praying continually. Um, you mean praying without ceasing? Almost? Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, when you read that, first of all, you think, well, how can I pray all the time? Right. Yeah. I, I really don't know or believe that God is talking about taking out 24 hours every day to be in a closet. somewhere. Yeah, I agree. I think he's talking about having an attitude of prayer, which is communion with God saying that if something comes up or as you encounter life, Whatever that thing is, taking it to him yeah. and interacting with him. You know, um, the other day something good happened. I was just like, Lord, thank you for that. That was so awesome. Yeah. Just having a conversation with him about that, you know. And even like little things like you're running late and you're like, oh, man, I need to make this light. And you make it. Oh, you know, thank you. That, that's real. Um, you know, that's still a prayer to God when you. Our Lord, I just lost my temper yeah. with that driver. Yeah, please forgive me, for me that. I'm yeah. so sorry. I just was in a hurry, and I was selfish, and forgive yeah. me. Mm-hmm. That's being in conversation. The more we do that, the more God becomes a real part of our life. Yeah, and, and like I said, from what my dad had sent, like that, starting to pray, you know, just three, three times, three different hours of the day has led to, in those situations, driving and stuff. It, it just cultivates a mindset of, you know, of praying towards to God and uh, being thoughtful of how he views what you do in your life, you know, so. Well, uh, I know that, um, you know, uh, Don Whitney, one of our listeners wrote an email that says it reminded me of Don Whitney's book, Praying the Bible, which is also uh, he's got a section on prayer mm. Uh, in his book called Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life. Both of those are good books by Don Whitney, W-H-I-T-N-E-Y. And I think that, you know, whenever we think about prayer, the enemy wants to do everything he can to keep us from praying. Yeah. And for most people, they think that prayer is not work. Mm. But it's, you know, it's the pre-work. And by the way, I just want to remind people, Bob Grauman of Iron Sharpens Iron is also a SWAT brother, uh, reminded me that this Sunday uh, is, uh, is is back to school day of prayer mm. because a lot of schools are starting back August 31st. 
So August 23rd, Transformation Jacksonville is organizing an annual back-to-school day of prayer. If you want more information, you can uh, send an email to schoolprayer at tjax.org. That's schoolprayer at tjax.org. And you can send that information to them uh, with the school that you might be gathering at. People are actually going out to schools, and they've got it lined up that at 2 o'clock they're going to pray for elementary and pre-K through 8. At 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday, middle schools. At 4 p.m., high schools. And at 5 p.m., college and trade schools. Um, So that's uh, Transformation Jacksonville organizing that. Back to school day of prayer. I will remind everybody again on Friday. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to have David Ambrose, A-M-B-R-O-S-E, from Houston, Texas. It's going to be our guest. Dave's a businessman out there. Cool. And uh, Dave has started a men's ministry, and he's going to share a little bit about his journey and how God's been leading him. And I think you'll be blessed if uh, if you join us tomorrow to listen to Dave's journey and what God's leading him to do to build into the lives of men now. Um Again, pray for our schools in Jacksonville. Taylor, thanks for kind of ushering us in and out and being here and going through this stuff with me. Appreciate your heart. And uh, I hope our listeners will join us tomorrow for Dave. And uh, we'll be back on Friday with uh, uh, Dave Gray also. All right. Well, I appreciate that, Doug. And I appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com, where you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual